0: Good morning, Trammell Racks. Welcome on VH Berries.
1: How's it going, man? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. How about you today? Uh, I feel, I mean, I'm doing pretty good, man. You know, just uh, trying to stay busy. Obviously, COVID has slowed things down dramatically. So you have to find different ways to kind of stay busy and entertain yourself. But I mean, all things considered, I'm doing pretty well.
0: So you are one of the most brilliant specialists uh, in sports in terms of journalism, your impact is tall. But are you tall enough to slam dunk?
1: <laughs> I don't know if I would say I'm the most impactful in sports journalism, but uh, yeah, I appreciate the kind of words. I mean, I, I'm not—I am not tall enough to dunk, man. I'm about—I'm about five I'm seven. Um, I, I can get up there, but I can't quite dunk. I'm close, though. I'm, I'm going to keep working on that. that's my quarantine goal.
0: I'm challenging you. I'm uh, 5 feet 11. We should definitely uh, have a basketball duel one day.
1: <laughs> All right, man, set it up. I'll definitely, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring my A game though, so you better be ready to play.
0: Where did these passions for sports um, come from? Uh, tell me about your early life sure man
1: uh you know just growing up um i grew up in chicago just a lot of kids you know in the neighborhood just you just you know you're always outside it wasn't like nowadays where kind of a lot of kids usually spend most of their time playing video games like if you wanted to have fun you want to get out of the house if you're in the house you have to do chores you have to you know clean the dishes vacuum all that stuff but if you're out of the house you know what i'm saying you go to your friends you're riding your bikes you're playing basketball every day playing football uh, so it really just came from that you know every single day just waking up uh, having a good time with my friends, you know, you just, you love basketball. And then obviously, you know, growing up in Chicago, uh, the Bulls were, they were great. at That's kind of in that early, you know, when I was like four, five, six, you know, Michael Jordan was doing his thing. So obviously, you know, watching games every Sunday and throughout the week with my dad were those are moments that I don't forget. You know what I'm saying? Watching Michael Jordan went. Uh, NBA finals stuff like that and then you know watching the Bears that was awesome seeing the Bears in the NFL go to the playoffs a couple times I'll the that they had uh, so there's always just you know It was always around me and something that I was always very aware of and um, It's just something that I really love, you know, you play sports You just feel like anything's possible and as a kid everyone obviously wants to be a professional athlete So it was just really fun for me, honestly, and I uh, just kind of over time It just kind of grew stronger and stronger and stronger like the better I got and the bigger I got so that's kind of my sports uh, I guess how I got into sports
0: Tremor Rags, you just mentioned it. You lived in the thousands American states, moving around a lot. A bit like uh, basketball teams that travels from stadium to stadiums. I'm trying to connect the dots. Yeah, my dad's
1: job kind of took us all over the place. I lived in, I think it was 10 actually. So I was born in North Carolina. Uh, lived in uh, Indiana, Maryland, um, Illinois, North Dakota, Missouri, uh, Virginia, DC, obviously, uh, there's a couple other ones, like, like, off the top of my head, I'm just not thinking of them, but yeah, you know, just had a lot of opportunities. Look at my dad's job, kind of moving him state to state. Got, you know, so many opportunities as far as getting to just to meet new people, um, and just see different things, which I think was really beneficial. I think it, uh, exposed me to a lot of different cultures. Um, and then athletically, just getting to, you know, see different town levels, like you kind of face, uh, players you know in Chicago or North Dakota and it's different the things that they're good at and what they're not good at so I think it just kind of helps you kind of develop and uh, you learn a lot about yourself and you learn a lot about other people and you kind of have to that restarting process can be tough for some people but for me I think it's helped me um, with being a journalist where I can um, I can be more sympathetic to the people that I'm talking to and I can um, just kind of be understanding and kind of get it like you know I know different uh, different upbringings. And so I can relate to people easier than maybe the normal person could that just lived in one place. And I think it's going kind to of help me out in life a lot. So I really, um, I think there's a lot of positives to moving around a lot. And then some people would see it as negatives, like you always have to move and you know, you move, leaving your friends stuff like that. But I feel like moving around so much growing up really helped me, uh, get where I am today.
0: Absolutely. The fact to reset everything, new friends, new environment every time that you are moving can be tough sometimes.
1: For sure. Yeah. You know, just, when you're a kid, I think it's a lot easier, um, than when you're an adult. Like, you know, you're a kid, you kind of, everyone wants to be your friend when you're the new kid. So it was, you know, it's pretty easy. <laughs> you know, obviously you leave your school and it, it stinks a little bit that you, um, don't get to talk to your friends as much that you had been playing with that year before, but you kind of just the next year you have a whole bunch of new people and you kind of just get through it. Um, in high school, I think it was a little bit tougher, um, just because you kind of have, grown into who you are kind of as a person and now it's tough that you have to kind of find that niche again uh, when you get to the new school but for the most part you know especially in the younger days like you know middle school and younger it was pretty easy to make that
0: transition and then your journey in journalism has begun on the misery basketball talk so on december 2016 uh, you made a facebook live replacing uh, your friend sam who was sick that day
1: yeah. Um yeah, it was kinda of my I guess that was my moment where I really kinda of got gotta get going, you know. Uh Rock Nation, uh those guys are awesome. They gave me my my big chance, honestly, in college. Uh they they kinda of saw some things I could do as far as my personality and just writing ability and uh they, they the Facebook Lives really kinda of took it to the next level. You know, getting on camera. I was nervous. Um I'm sure if you watched them I was not very good, honestly. Uh I was just kinda of rambling and just really uncomfortable. But, you know, those opportunities they gave me to kind of be the guy and to be um, in front of the limelight and really just learning on the fly was something that I'll value forever. So, um, you know, getting that opportunity back in 2016, like you said, was a huge opportunity and it's really helped me to kind of learn about just how to be a better journalist.
0: And this leads me um, to the word experiences because you have always been very committed. For example, for instance, by being a paralegal, in the U.S. Army for six years, a staff writer, uh, you just mentioned it, at uh, Rock M Nations, commentator uh, at Mediacom, and even a customer consultant at FedEx.
1: Yeah, you know, it's just, I had a lot of, a lot of opportunities to do things I wanted to kind of do different things at different times so I think you know the when I was like at working at FedEx office it was like a, it's like a copy store I don't know how familiar you are with the FedEx office as a copy store but honestly that was one of the best jobs I ever had um, and I think people probably laugh at that and say like what's this guy talking about but you know just getting to work with that group of people there was awesome you know you got to create so many awesome things like as far as um, posters and printouts it just it was a great environment just working with people like you know helping people kind of make those ideas come to be was really awesome experience um obviously being in the military was a really great experience being a paralegal you know got some opportunities to go overseas to poland and germany and then even just doing some things as far as um you know serving in the united states like going to different um situations was it was something that you know you value and you learn a lot from so all those experiences like you said it kind of just it, it makes you who you are and it's an awesome experience and i think that uh, every job i've ever had i don't regret any of them you know what i'm saying that like they all kind of played a part and helping me become the man that I want to be, so.
0: Tremer Rags, I'm very curious about this uh, U.S. Army experience. How did you get into this?
1: Yeah, so, you uh, know, it's it just, it was an opportunity. Uh, my dad was a Marine um, when I was a kid, so kind of always was aware of the military lifestyle and kind of what that looked like. Uh, when I came out of high school, uh, I wanted to go to the University of Missouri, and I thought that, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was ready, honestly. Like I, when I came out of high school, I didn't feel like I was really ready to go to, um, Missouri and be successful. So I deferred my admission there and, um, I went to boot camp. I, you know, got through all the training and then I went to the military and it was awesome. And then I I went to school while I was also in the military and that was just a great experience. I think I I just needed to grow up some and I needed to kind of prove to myself that I could be on my own because, you know, growing up, my parents were really strict. They never really let us go. Um, they never let us do like sleepovers, stuff like that. So I was kind of nervous going into college. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to be on my own and, you know, to, to be in a space where I've never, I don't have my parents with me. So I kind of felt like that was a nice bridge gap to kind of go to boot camp and go to AIT training and just, you know, get that opportunity just to be on my own, but in a, a kind of a, um in a structured situation. Um, and so I went to the military, joined the national guard. It was really awesome. And uh yeah, it was just something that, you know, so many memories and so many lessons I learned is just about, you know, adversity and what it means to really work hard and you know when people are depending on you and just how to become a better leader and all those type of things you just I think it really built up my confidence I wouldn't say that I wasn't confident before that but just going through those experiences you feel like you can do anything kind of and uh, you come out of I came out of it a better I man I don't know if everyone has that experience but I came out of it feeling like I was just more confident and just ready to take on the world so
0: in definitive it made you stronger and uh, i wonder did your uh, sisters and brother went through the same path in the army uh
1: my little brother is in high school still so he did not do that uh, my older sister actually did she decided to uh join the military um and she kind of i, get, I don't know her reasoning for joining but uh it seems like she's enjoyed she <laughs> seems like she uh enjoyed her time there um but yeah, I didn't, it wasn't like I had asked her about it. It's just something that I felt like I needed to do just to get kind of prepared for that. And, uh, yeah, it worked out for me.
0: And again, related to this word experiences, uh, you played Monopoly for millennials in a video article. Instead of collecting, uh, four greenhouse for one, uh, red hotel, uh, you are collecting experiences.
1: yeah so uh yeah the posts like i don't know how familiar you are with it but yeah with we do a lot of crazy videos like especially the uh the younger uh group of people at the post you know like dave jorgensen he's really big on he runs the tiktok account the washington post and we kind of have a good relationship so like whenever he's making videos he kind of brings me in and he has this thing where he loves all these different versions of monopoly so he kind of brought me in on that and uh it was kind of like a it was like uh, making like poking fun kind of at millennials and saying that, you know, uh, instead of, you know, saving our money or buying houses, we're out here buying trips to Hawaii and Japan and all these places mm-hmm. instead of saving, you know, so about experiences more to this generation. And so it was kind of cool to just go through that game and just, you know, kind of see, uh, see how awesome it is.
0: And even before these very special videos, uh, the first one you participated in uh, was an hilarious video in which you were a referee uh, who monitors the VAR in the World Cup.
1: Yeah, you know, I've really been, uh, since I came to the post, I've been getting a lot of opportunities to work on my acting skills, um, <laughs> which I did not expect coming into it, obviously. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's just, we're doing the fun stuff, you know, doing the World Cup uh was going on and we thought you know you want to make timely videos that are relevant to what's going on in the news then and we just kind of put like a funny spin on it so var was a big thing that people were talking about they're kind of annoyed um saying there's too many reviews some people say it wasn't enough so we kind of did a little play on that and i was the ref and i kind of got some opportunities to uh <laughs> to blow my whistle and kind of be a part of that so that was really fun
0: and more precisely, what is the process behind it? Because at the end, in the credits, we can read that uh, you didn't uh, participate in the writing or the directing. You were just like a comedian.
1: <laughs> yeah. So a lot of times, like when I'm working with Dave, like it's a lot of his ideas. I mean, I try to, you know, I put in ideas here and there, but really I just, I let him do his thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm right, um, but he makes videos and he likes to have me in the video. So I just, you know, lend my uh experiences and my my limited acting abilities uh, in any way that I can to him. So um, if he asked for my, like so some of the videos that we've made together, um, you know, I've helped in the writing process or ideas and the creative process there, but in that one specifically, it was just me showing up and he's kind of gave me a script and said, you know, go off and do what you can with this. So that's definitely what I did.
0: And Trammell Rags, thanks to this video. Now we know that um, this is a very bad idea to bring uh, the VA uh, era outside of uh, the stadium. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah definitely i don't want to see any var in the office that would be awful literally i i'm I'm not late to things but sometimes i am a little bit late or fashion will be late you know what i'm saying uh i don't want anybody reviewing this to see what time i'm actually getting to work you know what i'm saying i i, I need to keep that bit of uh
0: secrecy and right now uh concerning your life in washington dc Without VAR, you enjoy playing video games uh, and also to do um, long walks around the city?
1: Yeah, um, you know, obviously, with sports, it's kind of slowed down a bit with COVID. So just kind of having to find different ways to, you know, stay busy, stay active. I think it's the best way to kind of get through a time like this. Obviously, we've never, no one has ever dealt with anything like this unless you're like maybe a hundred and something years old. Uh, so it was a lot of new experiences to us and just finding ways to kind of keep your brain active and not um, just kind of become a potato in your house. So, yeah, I've been one thing. I've, I've always loved biking, but during the uh, coronavirus, I've really had an opportunity to, um, to to just get into biking more. Like I'm going on long, like 40, 50 mile bike rides. And that's been awesome. Uh, playing video games with my friends, just kind of a way to stay connected. Like we play a lot of NBA 2K together. And then, you know, just going on walks, like me and my buddy from college, he lives in DC as well, uh, Danny, we kind of go around and we, we'll walk all night. Like we'll just go, we'll say, Hey, we're going to go to this place and we'll end up just talking about life and kind of what we're thinking. Cause it's kind of weird. Like it's, you, you talk to these people and you just realize that you're all, um, you're all you're all living the same experiences and as we're going these seven eight mile walks like it's crazy you kind of just we're all thinking the same things and it's kind of cool to just bounce those ideas off of people so you know those are the simple things that you do to just kind of keep it busy you know obviously you're watching movies on netflix and stuff like that but yeah just try to stay active playing catch you know playing basketball when you can um uh, going biking playing video games kind of been my normal routine as far as uh as quarantine is concerned
0: and what does it represent to you to be in Washington, D.C., because it helps you to not being a potato, as you said?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, D.C. is just, it's super walkable. Um, it's a very active city. Even outside of quarantine, you always see people running around the mall, like the National Mall area and what riding their bikes and riding the scooters. So it's easy to transition. You know, what I'm saying if you want to be active, it's so many things to get into here. Um, and it's just a beautiful city. Like, you know, what I mean, there's so many monuments and landmarks here that you can go see. There's lots of hiking trails and stuff like that around the area. So it's really easy to kind of just be a part of, uh, part of the experience and not become a potato. <laughs> like I said, but yeah, I love DC. It's a beautiful city. Obviously, right now, it's not as, uh, not as beautiful as it normally is just because a lot of things are boarded up from, uh, there's like some protests and stuff last year. So a lot of the stores are they're kind of still boarded up, which is, which kind of sucks. And then, uh, there was some, there's like gated, a lot of the monuments, like the capitals up is gated off, which isn't cool just because of, uh, there was like an insurrection, uh, earlier this year, which was not, uh, the greatest experience for anyone, uh, but, You know, seeing the city kind of shut down like that, it's not the greatest, but, you know, you still see the light um, at the end of the tunnel and it's still a beautiful city. So I love D.C.
0: a lot. And I also read that during the um, inauguration ceremony for Joe Biden, all the citizens in the city were invited to stay home and to watch the event on the television. Is it what you've done?
1: Yeah, it was really crazy, honestly, because, you know, you live in D.C., you live in dc and like this major major moment is happening like the inauguration is happening in your city you're you know a mile or two away from the capital and you literally can't go see it like you know what i mean like in a normal year you would be able to but just because of the events that had happened previously and because of COVID, they want to kind of keep the crowds down it was just nuts to me that i'm watching on tv this outdoor event that I should be at, but I can't just because of everything that's going on. Like, it's pretty nuts. I mean, watching it on TV and I'm literally a mile and a half, two miles away. So it was really crazy. Um, but I think, you know, it was obviously for the best. Uh, you want to keep everyone safe and uh, try to keep down the COVID numbers. So I don't mind doing it if it's helping the greater good.
0: And I assume, TramerRacks, that from your windows, uh, you can hear some noises, some music, some sounds from the ceremony
1: yeah um i live about yeah two three miles away so i could hear like the fireworks that they had at night like they had some concerts i could hear that from uh from my house it's just it's just so weird like it's like literally i could be there but i can't and but i could still hear a lot of the things going on like um and just walking around that night like of the uh inauguration me and my buddy like i said we went for a long walk and the fireworks were honestly so loud i thought it was like World War Three was going on. Honestly, I didn't because I didn't know they're going to have the fireworks situation because there's no one there. So um, but yeah, I just, you know, walking around, you hear all these booms. It was nuts, like just to hear the music and, you know, for that night, it kind of it kind of felt, um, I guess, you say a little bit normal. Like it was kind of cool to just, you know, be around the city. People were obviously very excited about uh, the new president taking over. And uh yeah, it was just a cool moment, I think, even though we didn't get to go see it in person.
0: And besides politics, I feel that uh, one of your biggest goals is to become an NBA owner.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. You know, I, it's not something I really, really thought about. You know, I really just, I really love journalism and uh, I love telling people stories. I love, I love doing interviews like this. Like I, I usually I'm on the other side of it. So it's kind of weird to, I guess, be... Uh, being interviewed right now but you know i just love talking to these players and kind of seeing i guess what's going on outside of basketball because i think a lot of times you know we forget that these basketball players and that these football players and these athletes in general are just that they're normal people at the end of the day like obviously they're wearing a jersey and they're getting paid um money that we could only dream of to do a game that we love but at the end of the day they still have problems like they still have family issues they still have you know different things going on in their lives and i love to explore that side of it like you know what how did you become this you know not just the you know, when I see you scoring touchdowns or hitting three pointers on the court, you know, how did you become this man and how are you dealing with the pressures that come with it? Because obviously when you get, you know, these large amounts of money, you know, people are going to, they want things from you. And when you become a celebrity, you kind of become an entity more than a person. People look at you as you're an investment. You know, you need to go out there and do this. And it's so many people that are pulling at you different ways. I like to explore that. So, you know, just for me, I just love, uh, the opportunity to just get to know these players and hopefully build that trust level with them where they feel comfortable and uh, trust me to tell their story and that I can tell it the proper way. So I, it's just, that's something that I really love, you know, being an NBA owner, obviously it would be amazing just because I love the basketball so much, but really uh, I just want to be a journalist that tells great stories.
0: I believe that from my point of view, this is very difficult to uh, visualize the work that you are doing because you just mentioned it. You are talking to the players face to face. You are maybe going to the press conferences before the matches and after the matches and also doing other uh very interesting and crazy things. Yeah, you
1: know, and that's kind of where the COVID thing kind of comes into play, I think especially for me, um, it's been tough just because, you know, right before COVID, I felt like I was really finding my footing as a journalist. I was really, you know, I was, I was coming up on my two-year anniversary back then. And I was really finding my, my voice, I felt like, in you know, at the paper and just kind of figuring out what stories I was good at telling and kind of working on some of my weaknesses. And then kind of COVID started and obviously all the sports shut down, which was tough. Um, but, you know, it's just been a great learning experience for me. It's just kind of learning the ways to kind of just get better. I think every day um, in COVID, you know, the, the, the opportunities are limited. So you have to really, you know, find ways to be creative. Like I started an Instagram interview series with a lot of athletes and coaches, and that's been really fun to kind of just get better at being on camera and talking to people and just finding different ways to create content. Like it doesn't have to be all writing. It doesn't have to be all video. It's going be a combination of both. Like it can, you can learn um, and just adapt. And I think that's been the best part for me um in COVID. And I think that you know, I miss the fan interaction. I think it's so. There's nothing better than going to a stadium full of fans and watching a great basketball game or a great football game. You know, you get to. I think it's it's really underrated part of sports. You know, obviously the athletes doing their thing is awesome, and you know it's great to watch them accomplish these amazing feats. But the fans being in the stadium and uh, you know all that stuff, it creates a certain uh, aura around the uh, around the arena and around the game, and it it, it kind of creates importance. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't know that two teams are rivals really. Unless there's that fan aspect of it, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have the Lakers and Boston, like they hate, their fans hate each other. And you can feel that when you watch them play, like when the, the crowd is kind of willing them to a win or trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like those are the things that the fans, that power that they have. It's just, it's been understated. And I think that during COVID, since we haven't been able to have fans, it's really shown, um, that power that they have. And I, I just, I, I can't wait to get back to, uh, fans being in the stands and just, you know, that part of it. It just makes, it makes your story better that you're writing, it makes the experience of watching a game better. It's just all of it. It's just you You don't realize how much how important it is or how much you miss it until it's gone. And uh, that's been a great experience.
0: So So if I understood correctly, Trammell Racks, you mean that the audience uh, is part of the games. And for example, they can uh, uh, upload, uh, encourage um, all their uh, favorite players on the field.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fans are just, they're huge. Like, you know what I mean? Like if your team is down, let's say you're, if, you know, you're the Lakers, let's say. Your team is losing, <laughs> you're down by 10 points, 15 points. You know, the fans, you know, they can kind of get behind you and give you that extra boost. And they can kind of help you get to where you're going like there's nothing better than especially like in college sports if it's an upset you know you see like a team that's an underdog and the fans are just willing them to win they're playing a big game and they're just helping them get to the finish line and you hear players talk about all the time like the fans really were pushing <laughs> us like we we were tired we had nothing left and they kind of pushed us across the finish line like, just having that extra boost that you know that sixth man that you know 12th man you know, if it's football just having that extra like per- extra person in your corner that you can hear that there's nothing better than that and this uh it's something that yeah, I just can't. I can't put enough emphasis on the importance of fans and just the the, the role that they play um, in sports.
0: Excuse me, Trummel, but at this point with the Lakers, I'm asking for the VAR.
1: <laughs> you need to review the Lakers footage, huh? Exactly. <laughs> do you have a uh, Do you have a favorite team? Are you an NBA fan?
0: Uh, I'm not watching basketball that much, okay. But um, that leads me to another point. I'm I watched uh, the basketball during the Olympics, mm-hmm. and um, you like video games. So, do you believe that video games should be included in this competition? You know, honestly, I think
1: it, there's a place for it. You know, I think um, competition isn't just solely for you know, I guess physical uh, competitions. I think. You know, I've covered some NBA 2K League. I've covered some of their games and stuff like that because there's a team in D.C. and they actually won the championship this year. So I had an opportunity to kind of cover those guys and just talk to them. And, I mean, they're athletes too, you know I mean? It's like I think that we have to redefine uh, what it means to be an athlete and those guys are doing that. And, you know, you see, you know, it, it takes a lot of um, practice and stuff like that. It's not like you just you pick up a controller and you're just good and you you go ahead and compete. Like these guys are practicing for you know 10 15 hours a day their craft you know every day they're learning they're watching basketball they're watching film they're finding ways to get better at the game and it you know there's a lot of game playing that goes into it so i would love to see that you know in the Olympics, i think there's a place for it and i think it was just it just it, it grows the game and it helps people just you know there's a good having a um having an outlet for your your competitive spirit is great and i think that if you can uh, Coming up with the league with those video games, or it's a physical competition that we're a more traditional physical competition like basketball, or whatever. you know, Having an opportunity to kind of uh, use that energy and I guess compete against others is, is something I'm always gonna uh, I'm always gonna support.
0: And now, in addition to be an NBA owner, Trauma we are going to win uh, gold medals uh, in uh, NBA 2K on the PS Five. <laughs>
1: I hope so. I, I, I'm I'm getting pretty good now. I've had a lot of practice and a lot of time to uh to put into it during quarantine. So hopefully, yeah, maybe one day I can be a professional two K player as well. I enjoyed talking to
0: you, Tremel Rex. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks, man, for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, I've seen some of your interviews, and you're doing a great job, man. So keep it up.